And you're good? You're recording? Okay. I'll start with... So I'm going to have her on this, and then I'm going to do her intro. I have to read her intro, and so, but we'll take the screenshot of her and put, it, put her in there. Okay. Camera here. <clears throat> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of... I don't even know what this episode is. It's not a bikini news. <laughs> this is, is going to be an informative podcast about food nutrition labels. We brought in an awesome expert, um, good buddy of mine, Francesca Pulverino, right? Yeah. <laughs> Francesca Pulverino, um, who's, I want to go over, I'm just going to start that again, because I think I want to bring her intro in. Yeah, we always do, the, the intros are always rough. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to another episode with Coach Adam here. Today I brought in an expert, Francesco Pulverino, and today we're going to be going over nutrition labels. Are they accurate? Are they deceiving you? Are they something to completely go off of? Or is it something you should be concerned about? Should you be eating single ingredient foods? A whole bunch of topics. But in this, we're also going to be going over some recent tests that she's done. I'm really happy that you're here. Um, awesome expert. Um, going into a little bit about Francesca uh, here. She is a, and this is where we'll bring it in. Let me do. I can't minimize this meeting. There we go. I can pull it up that way. That's weird. I don't let me minimize it. Okay. So now I'll do the intro part. So Francesca Polverino is an MD PhD who got her, sorry, I'll do it again. Francesca Polverino is an MD PhD who got her MD summa cum laude in Italy and completed her pulmonary residency in Spain. She got her PhD medical science while at the Harvard Medical School, where she has been a faculty member since 2015. She is an now endowed associate professor of medicine at Baylor College of Medicine in Houston. Francesca has been awarded several prestigious international recognitions, including the Rising Star of Research Award from the American Thora Thoracic Society and the Medal of Honor for Scientific Accomplishments from the President of Italy, Italian Republic. Um, she's received over $3.5 million in NIH funding and has authored over 150 original publications. Quite the impressive resume, Francesca. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Thank you for having me here. I think we are moved by the same interest in good science, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, it's, it's great to have you on here because this is not something I'm an, an expert in. I'm an expert at putting macros on plans. I'm not a, I'm not an expert at finding out what people are putting in their foods, macros in their foods and testing. So I was really excited in how we connected and we talked about, you know, it's funny how this started. And this it's so funny how this really started too, right? Because like this it started. Is. Yeah, it was your wife, actually. So she was she was tasting that she was trying trying these products and I was salivating while I was looking at her <laughs> Instagram. I'm like, I gotta try the thing. So I bought this product that we're gonna talk about today, and I'm like, you know, this is too good to be true. And from my experience as a scientist, if something is too good to be true, it's probably not true. So it's I went ahead and you know, I started testing food. It, it's it's funny yeah and what's funny is my experience with this was not the best experience so um for me i'm trying to so i'm trying to make weight for a boxing tournament right so i had to make weight i had to hit 168 right and so i walk around like 190 so you know i'm losing a few pounds a couple pounds uh a week that's kind of what i'm shooting for one and a half one and a pounds a week right and i started eating um these brownies you know and i started eating these brownies and i was like oh whatever it's not that it's basically like a chicken breast with a little bit of carbs and 
it's fine. I'll just exchange it out and I'll just do macro. It's nothing serious. I'm not getting ready for a bodybuilding competition or anything like that. I just need to make weight. So no big deal. And then, um, I started, they're really good. So I started eating, you know, three of them a day, whatever. And I, and I was like, my weight started climbing up and climbing up and climbing up. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? This doesn't make any sense. Like I'm good at what I do. I should be able to figure this out. And, uh, and Kimber's just like, well, maybe you're just eating more than you think, you know, maybe you're, I'm like, I'm like, but even if I did eat like one more than I think it's just a chicken breast, basically, it's basically meat and a little bit of oatmeal or something, you know, it's, it's nothing crazy, but my weight, my weight kept going up. And I was like, okay, I, maybe she's right. Maybe I'm just being like a glutton for these things that I just can't stop eating. And I'm not even recognizing how many I'm eating. Cause I'm not, I'm not tracking anything really. I'm just eating five times a day and, you know, eating, eating lean. And then, um, and then so I, I reached out to was, Kimber and I said, Kimber, red flag, tell Adam, these are no bueno, <laughs> you know, it, it's, because it's, I tested them in my lab first before I send them over for facial testing, you know, because my lab has limited resources and, you know, I got a red flag and I'm like, hold on a second, Adam, can we do that together? <laughs> it, so, what's, yeah. what's funny is, okay, so I I talked about it on the my podcast, right? I talked about it on the podcast and I was like, you know, these things are so good and this and that. And then as soon as I said it on the podcast, I got like, I don't know, 10, 15 emails and yours was the only one with the test, but everyone was sending me this older video done by, by Lane Norton, right? Who's super credible. And then uh, also another person did the, a testing on it as well. And they're like, Hey, just so you know, these aren't what they say they are. At least they weren't what they say they are in terms of the calories. And that's why you're gaining weight. It's not that you're so off. And I was like, you know, I, and I said on the podcast, you know, what? I'm just not going to eat them anymore because I can't control myself around them, apparently. So I thought I was just, just being, you know, I was like, am I just like completely ignoring how many I'm eating? Like, I'm just because they're so good. And then you sent me the test and I was like, ah, now it makes sense. And I was eating a lot of them, but it still didn't make sense with how many I was eating. So um, it really. Yeah, I'm glad we did it. This is going to help so many people, so many competitors yeah. who are currently using this product. So I'm glad we did it. Yeah. And I'm really happy that you did it. It's I'm so, um, I'm very grateful to you for doing it too, because I know it goes that you go out on a limb and, and there's always going to be a little bit of like pushback whenever you put, do something like this, but you've tested it. What I liked about your test was you tested it directly yourself and then you sent it out to be tested. And we got those results back and you also tested other products as a baseline product. And those products were very close to accurate. So it doesn't, it shows that there, you know, there's an accuracy and you tested it three times you tested two products three times, correct? Three different samples of each one. Yes, I tested several times, correct? This, especially the particular brand, I tested several products and they were all off. Yeah, so um, definitely an eye-opening moment for me. I thought, I guess, you know, I guess as a as a coach and as, you know, knowing what goes into the preps and what goes into to food, you just kind of trust everyone a little bit. You know, you trust these food labels. And I've never been a, a coach that did macro dieting. I've always been a single ingredient food type of coach because of, I've never been really, really successful with athletes doing full macro dieting. You know, if I had like one macro meal per day, I could do pretty good with it. But when it came to long-term results, I always found it best single ingredient foods. I don't keep people stuck to like chicken breast and broccoli only. I give them options within it, but it's always single ingredients. So instead of it just being chicken, it'll be like, you know, chicken, turkey, lean ground beef, everything's lean and they can pick from whatever they want. So it's kind of like a plug and play but I've never been a, you know, fit your macro person. And I think that part of the reason I haven't been successful and it's been kind of studied that the, that when people who do macro dieting, that they are a little bit more off on their plan than people who do single ingredients, um, foods. I think it was the, the margin of error was over 30% when reporting, when people are doing pure macro dieting. And this is a perfect example that makes the argument of, okay, maybe this is why we shouldn't be doing this because the labels themselves, it's not that you're doing a bad job. It's the labels themselves are deceptive. 
Yeah, yeah. we're going to go through, you know, this FDA regulation. I'm going to explain a little bit how the FDA regulation works, what we can expect from nutritional labels, because I think, you know, most time, most people do a lot of effort into sticking to their diet and they do a lot of sacrifices. But the problem is that the nutritional label is very much inaccurate. And this has nothing to do with the fact that we are not eating right. So this is why it's important that we understand what we are eating and how to read the nutritional label and to understand that there is a very huge margin of error in what we are eating and what we read. Yeah. And that's, this is, which is great for, for me, you know, I know a little bit about this as well, and I've studied to some degree on this, but not as in depth as you. So I'm going to, this is going to be an educational episode for me too. So I'm really excited uh, to learn this and carry this forward with my athletes and also, you know, future podcasts and whatnot. And hopefully um, you're a regular, you know, I'd love to have you on and, and, and talk about these things because you're very much an expert in your field on this and we, we appreciate it. And it, my job is to, to learn as much as I can, but your, your job is to learn as much as you can about one thing. And mine is for me. You know, let me do a shout out to Adam Bonilla. I think we really <laughs> are moved by the same interest. I mean, yeah. you opened the prep content center just you know, where people can just show up without paying just because you love what you're doing. And this is exactly why I did it. I mean, I'm here for free. I can say that because yeah. I love to help people and I hope I, I love the sport. I'm a competitor myself. So if we can, you know, help people who do the sport and love the sport, why not? We do that. And this is why, you know, we clicked and we're doing this. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, the prep, the prep center is more of like a dream realized, right? It's just, it's free. There's, it's, it's not a smart investment. Um, maybe long-term, it's a good real estate investment, maybe long-term, but, but in terms of it, you know, being monetarily beneficial, it's just a cost, you know, and, uh, but the, the, the love and joy it brings me and all the athletes around, like last week we had like 30 girls fly in, everyone had a great time. They did a booty camp. Now my house that's like next to this, we're going to do a barbecue there. It's going to be this whole thing once a month. And it's like the, the memories are, are just, they're priceless. You know, the memories are just priceless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and it was, I'll, I'll vouch for that too. When I first talked to you, um, I was like, you know what? I'm really happy that I met you because this is something I've wanted to do for a long time. Let I'll pay for any test you want to do. I'll pay for whatever food, like whatever. And, and she was, and Francesca said, no, I'm I'm not going to accept your money. I'm just going to do it myself because it's something I want to do too. And I was like, really? Like, and you, I'm sure it's you know not cheap to do these things. And so I uh, just wanted to let you know we appreciate you doing these things and going above and beyond. Um, we need community experts in our area that can from all things, you know, whether it's hormone and food nutrition and, you know, cardio people yeah, and all these different things, you know, we just need all the experts to get together yeah. and just help the community and make everyone better because this is what, this one really upsets me because, um, you know, you have girls that are doing everything perfectly. They think they're doing everything perfectly. Right. And they're at home and they're like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. My body's just broken. You know, I'm one of these people who just can't lose weight. And in reality, they just, they're not even eating the calories they think they're eating. And this one is really kind of tugs at my heartstrings because I work with those girls. You know, I've had a few of those girls where they're just stuck and they're just utterly and utterly stuck. And, and you, you always want to, as a coach, you're always like, well, are you as accurate as you think you are? Are you working as hard as you think you are? And on, in this scenario, you know, if someone's doing two of these a day and they're eating double the, you know, they're eating an extra 300 calories a day and they think that they're eating, you know, 1200 calories and killing themselves. But in reality, they're eating like maintenance calories, maybe for them, 1500, 1600 calories. And they don't even realize it. It's a, yeah, it's a crappy place said, to be. I mean, these tests are pretty expensive. And this is one of the reasons why probably this company think that they can get away with it because they never think that somebody could actually go and test everything, 
this is why they get away with it. But you know, somebody sooner or later, this had to happen. I'm sorry, yeah. this had to happen. <laughs> the truth always comes out. I found you yeah. know, just be ethical because the truth is always going to come out eventually. Um, so yeah, they, and it, the other thing too that this looks bad on, and I that's why I'm glad that you're doing this is, is I'm always for the athlete first, but I'm also always I always look out for the coaches too because some of these coaches they kind of get, they kind of get um brought through the ringer sometimes, you know, where they will have an athlete and they'll come out like, Oh, this coach gave me a thousand calories and an hour of cardio or two hours of cardio or whatever. And, um, they rag on these coaches and like come out about it publicly. And I'm like, well, what were you doing that required that to do that? Right. Did yeah. you gain 30 pounds? And then you told the coach, I only have 12 weeks to get ready for the show. And he had to do that. Now you're blaming him for your own fault. Right. Or, and then in this scenario, it could be the coach thinks you're eating uh, twelve, you know, twelve hundred calories, and you still want to do this show, but in reality, you're eating three brownies a day or whatever, and you're actually eating sixteen hundred calories. And then the coach cuts you to a thousand calories, but the reality is, you're not at a thousand calories; you're at thirteen hundred. <laughs> and the coach is well within, you know, at a decent range of calories, not a great range, but a decent range of calories. But he's 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 adjusting to what you're reporting, and you're reporting wrong, right? So it makes the coach look bad too. So it's a double whammy. And then the co the athlete quits the coach because she's dieting too hard. And in reality, she wasn't even accurate her whole time. So, you know, there's that's there's there's all so many things that come from this um, negative. And I'm glad that, you know, we can come to the truth of these things and, and test these things now uh, with precision, you know, and yeah. and going. So I think before we go into the test itself, um, I think we talked about you talked about doing the FDA regulations and what's actually required in the margin of error. Um, can you give us a little bit of insight on on that? A... So, yeah. So, you know, first I would like to talk a little bit how to read the nutritional label, which is yeah. something that is pretty obvious. But, you know, a lot of people maybe don't know the needs and greets of, of the the tricks of how to read the nutritional label. So nutritional label, the first thing that, that shows up is the serving size. You know, the serving size is that is set by the U.S. Um, FDA is based on the average amount of food or beverage that people, people typically consume. But why this is tricky? I'm going to explain in a second why the, the serving size is tricky. So after the serving size is the calorie, which is something that is usually bold and black because now we are so concerned, the FDA is so concerned about the obesity, especially in the U.S., that you want to see the calorie right there. And then uh, you know, the calories uh, come straight from the manufacturer. What is the first trick? That the, the FDA allows for a 20% margin of errors in the calories that are reported. Which, you know, if you're talking about something that is 100 calories, you know, 20% means that it might be the maximum it can be is 120. But if you're talking about a food that is 500 calories, that means that that food could be 600 calories because that's 20% margin of error. So this is the first thing that we should take into account. Then after the calories, we have got the, the micronutrients, the micronutrients that are the proteins, the carbs, and the fats. What is the other trick when it comes to the fat? That the, for the FDA... If a serving is less than 0.5 grams of fat, you don't need to disclaim it. Now, let me expand a little bit the concept. Why the serving size sometimes is so small? Sometimes, literally, when we have a muesli, for example, you know, this is the granola, you have serving size that is 30 grams, which is literally like three little chunks of granola. And sometimes, you know, I was wondering why it has to be so small. This is the reason why, because in the little chunk of granola, if the fat is less than 0.5%, they don't have to disclaim it. But if the surface size is a little bit bigger than these three little chunks, the fat might be 0.6 gram, and then they will have to disclaim it. This is why they make the serving size so small, such they don't have to disclaim 
things that won't, the, the users won't like, like the fat, for example. This is why most time we find the serving size that is so small, so that the fat is completely taken out of the equation. Then they, we have the sugars, you know, when we have the we have the total sugars that sometimes is just total sugar, sometimes is um, uh, the natural and the, the added sugars. The natural sugars are the sugars that come out from the natural metabolism of the, the carbs, you know. And then we have the added sugar uh, that only these sugars they were added while making the products. This is also tricky because we have the sugar alcohols, for example, the erythrozole, the stevia, the xylitol. This gives zero calorie to your products, but they are also listed at the macros. So sometimes, for example, we might have a product that has 12 grams of sugar, of which eight grams of sugar alcohols that have zero calories. And uh, we don't. We should have with 12 grams of sugar, 48 calories, but in the end it's just 60 calories that you're putting in. So in this regard, this is good for us because the macros do not correspond to the actual calories that we're putting in. And then we've got, you know, dietary fibers, vitamin uh, D, calcium, iron, potassium. These are the micronutrients that are also very important to us. And, uh, um, the, you know, we've got the cholesterol, all these other stuff. In general, when I when I look at uh, uh, the, the percent daily value, because they tell you what is the percentage of daily value of a macronutrient or micronutrient, this is how much of a nutrient in one serving contributes to our daily dietary needs. In general, I like to apply this rule is called the 520 rule. If you see that a food or a beverage has 5% of daily value or less, it's considered low in that nutrient. It has 20% daily value or more is considered to be high. And this is true for everything, for micronutrient, micronutrients. So what do we need to keep in mind is that the calories is calories, but it can be 20% off. The serving size sometimes is ridiculous, ridiculous, Ah, so it's super small. <laughs> super, I'm sorry, I'm Italian, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's super small, and uh, we need to understand that the serving size is that small. Otherwise, things that are not good for us, like fats uh, or unsaturated fat, will have to be disclaimed. And then we need to look at the percentage of daily value, which is also tricky because it's considered for, a, a, you know, as if everybody has a 2000 calorie diet, which is not the case of a bikini competitor, for example, all the time. So the percentage yeah. daily value is also something that we need to take with a little bit of caution. So this yeah. is a nutritional label. Well, I appreciate you breaking that down. And a couple of things I want just right out the back to just for people to be aware of especially on the serving size, um, for some reason, and I don't know why this one, to me, it seems like common sense, but commonly people just don't even calculate these calories from like spray oils because the spray oil, whether it's like an olive oil in a can, it'll say zero fat. And I'm like, no, it's still oil. And if you look at the serving size, it's like 2000 servings in a can because they're doing exactly what you said. They're, they're oh, putting... Yeah. What is or it, the like, spices, like a flavor god. You know, I love flavor god, but if you look at it, it's literally in order to be zero calorie, as they claim. I mean, how can something that has sugar or maple syrup as first ingredient be zero calorie? <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, it is yeah. impossible. And the reason why zero calories is because they assume that you literally do thick. So it's yeah. like literally three little piece of sand on your food that will account for zero calorie. It's the serving. <laughs> it is not the content. If you do like this for three seconds, it's going to be like 25 calories, probably not zero. 
Yeah. And then, yeah, you see that with people who spray the whole pan and they don't report their calories there. And I'm like, yeah, you're having like, at the end of the day, if you're doing that four times a day, you're having an additional probably two tablespoons of, of oil, maybe one and a half or one, you know, it's still a, a pretty significant amount of fats that you're adding just with that. So uh, there's so many scenarios like that. So I think what we can take from that part is look at the ingredients, look at the first ingredient, especially because that's the biggest, that's the biggest, uh, uh, highest volume of uh, of that in the in the product, right? The first ingredient as it's listed. And then you also went into um, labels and a little bit of the reading the labels, but the fiber part of it, is that something that you could kind of go into too with, because I think there's a lot of confusion on that of how many calories are actually there? What's the net carbs actually after fibers? Is it dead accurate? You know, that's a whole other podcast on itself. But mm. uh, but a lot of people, a lot of companies do use that as a you know net carbs. Hey, zero net carbs, you know, or or things like that on foods. And so how how accurate would you say that is on these? So things? yeah, this brings us to a different planet, which is digestibility corrected values. Yeah. Which how much effort does your body system make in order to digest that micro macronutrient? Uh, obviously, uh, it, it doesn't make a lot of effort to digest fat, but it does, make a, it does make a lot of effort to digest more complex micronutrients, such as proteins, for example, or fibers. The fibers per se are um, macronutrients that get into your body system and they get very poorly uh, absorbed. And most of this fiber, this is why when you have got constipation, they tell you to eat fibers because they create volume without being digested. So they get uh, out of your body system without being digested much and without contributing much to the calories. What is the problem with the digestibility corrected values? That these very much depend on the person, very much depend on your body system. How fast is your metabolism? If you're an active person, not an active person, what is your enzymatic reservoir, your level of physical activity? So it is impossible to know beforehand. So if we really want to talk about the digestibility corrected, all the nutritional values should be completely disappear from the planet because everybody has a different <laughs> digestibility for every single micronutrient. It is true that the fibers get digested a lot less, but they do contribute with calories to what you're eating. Now, to how much calories they're contributing, it, it is impossible to know for every single person. Yeah. And that's that was the big thing that you run into with you because it's there's so much, there's so much that goes into it. And I think that people just see the label, they say zero net carbs, they just count it as zero. And they're like, I don't know why I'm not lo losing weight since I started adding this. And I'm like, well, you're probably really good at digesting these things and you're but it's not taking your body much energy at all. You know, so there's it's it's different for everyone. And you see this on used on products to make them lower calories when they have that digestibility, uh, you know, correction. So um there's there's like nut butters out there that have that where they say it's like low fat or no fat. Um, yeah. when it has that for correction for digestibility, which is going to be untrue in pretty much like 99% of people. So, um, you know, you see this kind of all over the place now and people are yeah, really yeah, using yeah. it. Absolutely. So let me elaborate a little bit on this nut butter, because I know what you're talking about and it's bothering me quite a lot. <laughs> um, you know, because, you know, I understand that companies need to sell, but they also play on people's ignorance in ignorance in brackets. No, it's not in a bad, bad term, meaning that people ignore what is really going on. So let, let, let us explain. So there is this in particular, there is one brand that plays on the fact that there is the, 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 the amount of uh, calories that they disclaim is digestibility corrected. So as most of you will know, 28 calories for two tablespoons of this butter that you know is extremely low, extremely low for nut butter, but really too good to be true. 
Without this correction, this nut butter in particular is actually 200 calories for two tablespoons, which mm. is somewhere disclaimed on their nutritional label. It's, you know, somewhere is disclaimed, but not everybody sees that. 15%, they're reporting 15% of the calories. Exactly. So now right. the term digestibility correct means that the macronutrients of carbohydrates of fat that are in this food do enter you, they enter your digestive system, but they pass through the body only partially digested, rendering those calories undigested as well. But the problem is that uh, uh, this number is purely subjective and depends on your metabolic rate, your physical activity, as I was explaining. And also with this criteria, all the food should be labeled according to the digestibility index. And likely most of the veggies will have zero calorie or protein powder will have 15 calories because, you know, it, they're, they are, they're, it's, it takes a lot to digest this kind of macronutrient. This is why it's tricky. And when, you know, if something has a, has, has a first ingredient peanuts it cannot be 28 calories for two tablespoons you know if it's peanut and oil it's just common sense it's impossible right, right? there's nothing yeah. there's not anything that we have even things like chitosin which you know which was popular before that would take that out correct like so as far as i know i've never seen anything and i've been in the supplement industry since i was 16 i started working at gnc when chitosin was was a <laughs> was a really popular thing I've never seen anything be that successful. I'm 41 now and it's still been. So that would be, if, if someone does find the solution to that though, hey, that's a, what, what would that even be? What kind of award would someone like that get? Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, these powders that they bake by basically it's a chemical process where they take away the fat, but then you have got, you know, it tastes like a powder. It yeah. tastes like a powder that tastes like peanut. It's not peanut butter. Even if you add water or milk to it, it still tastes like a powder without fat. Yeah. So pretty, you know, pretty much is common sense. If something doesn't taste, it tastes very good. Probably there is a trick in there. We've had that actually. It's funny. I was talking to one of our coaches about the uh, the nut butter that was like listed like that, and she had a client that was, she was like, you know what, just give me. So she was doing all of her um, her foods, and we do you know the foods that we talked about. It's like a plug and play. But for the we have this thing called fat with carbs, which is one of the options we throw in, which is you know avocado, nut butters, things like that have fats with carbs in it. And so they can choose from any of those fat with carbs for one of their meals and, and depending on the client. And this person was using that nut butter as their, their thing, but they were going over because it was, there was so much more of that allowed than a regular nut butter, right? So she was macro exchanging it. She didn't, Courtney didn't know that this girl was macro exchanging it. And so she's like, write everything down, every serving, let's just see exactly what you're doing. And as soon as she found that, she's like, you know what, go to regular nut butter, list it as this, as, as what it says, and let's see what happens. And then instantly the girl started losing weight. So she was stuck and then all of a sudden started losing weight. I was like, obviously there's an issue there. So just like how I ran into the brownies thing, right? So <laughs> it's- Yeah, and another thing that companies do, they take out the fibers from the nutritional label. So, you know, they take out the calories from the fiber. So you have got like a product that is uh, has like 36 grams of carbs and it has like 100 calories. And I'm like, why? Because they take out the calories from the, the fibers because they- uh, based on this digestibility thing where the fibers that don't get digested, which is actually not true because the body does digest the fibers. You know, some body system digests the fibers better than others, but you still get calories from fibers. So you just cannot take out the calories from fibers like randomly like that. So, you know, it, we should stick to the old good rule, calorie four calories for carbs, four calories from one gram, gram of protein, nine calories from one gram of fat. That is what it is. And then yeah. all the rest is just going to mess you up. Yeah. I think that that's a good rule of thumb. And that's kind of what I've always used to. I think it's just, just stick to it. Worst case scenario, you have a little bit less calories, worst case scenario, but 
uh, best case scenario, at least you're not eating an additional 300 at the end of the day. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So, so yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and go into, and is there anything else you want to cover before we went into the test that you, you did? No, I think it is important that we do, we do learn. It's our responsibility, especially in this world you know, we're professional. We do a lot of effort. We sacrifice our life going to the gym and the meal prepping. So it is our responsibility. And it's, I should say it would be mandatory. It should be mandatory to understand how to read a nutritional label. So I really, uh, I really push all of you that are listening to this podcast to understand how to read a nutritional label and the tricks associated with it. Yeah, I think this is really good. You know what, honestly, um, this is, I'm really enjoying this podcast. You know, it's, it's very educational. I think very helpful for a lot of people. I think you're going to be a fan favorite. You're going to get a lot of requests <laughs> to come back. I bet you. So, uh, cause this is information. A lot of people just never really hear, you know, this is stuff that people don't hear unless you're really in depth into the field of it. You just kind of, you just kind of look at your menu plan and just, just do it. And then also you know, people are in good faith. You know, you would never know that this thing will happen. You just, you just believe what you read. And yeah. I understand that. And, and you know, what's funny is that I've done this my whole life, you know, my, in my entire life, I've done this and even this one caught me off guard. And I've, I've seen things before, you know, I've seen supplements that there's been a few supplement products that came out and it was like, Oh, this wasn't in what it said was in, you know, it, it had nothing in there that it said it was in, it was selling for $70 a bottle, but nothing was in it, right? They get caught. Um, you see this happen once in a while, you see a label being off a little bit, but this one even caught me off guard because it's so used, you know, people use it all the time. And, it, and what's really surprising is the, the other coaches that have covered this prior years ago, you would think that the problem would be fixed by now. You know, you would think that it would be dead accurate at this point and that testing it now would just be redundant, you know, cause it's the third time. And, um, especially with the type of media that the, you know, like, like Lane, he's, I mean, he's one of the most followed guys in the nutrition world period, you know, and, and still same thing, still same, same type of label errors. And even more so now, at least that's the one that I'm seeing. So, um, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and I guess dive in and kind of talk about, talk about these. Yeah, you, know? it's, you get, get, get started. I don't know if you want me to get started. You can get started. Yeah. So I guess we kind of talked about it and, um, we, you know, went into this, this label, um, God, we, we told the story and it, you know, it's, it's, un, it's definitely uncomfortable. It's not anything that I ever want to do or you want to do too, but I do think that people need to be held accountable and it's not just held accountable, but the people out there who are eating these products deserve to know what's actually in them. And if you're being stuck, yeah. if you're eating, you know, two brownies a day and your calories are significantly off, um, or you're, you're, for some reason you feel stuck, you know, there could be more reasons to it than this. And it's not just this food. I don't want to light just this person up. There's a lot of room for air on all these products. A lot no, of we're these not, no pointing finger. We're just telling the truth. We're yep. just showing data. Today. Yeah, exactly. Data. So, um, even, you know, whenever you see foods, you know, that are a hundred calorie pop and it's a multi- multi-ingredient food and it just doesn't make sense you know maybe it is off by 20 calories that's the that is um if i'm a big food company and i'm just worried about maximizing profits and i know that out of every thousand bags of let's say popcorn i sell um you know 990 of them are going to be regular people just trying to watch their calories it's okay if they're off by 20 it lays on my conscience just fine right i'm making more money because i say it's 100 calories but those 10 people who are getting ready for a competition, those calories matter to them a lot. Because if you're off by 20%, you got to remember as a coach, my weekly adjustments are somewhere between five and 15% of a diet. I'm only making very small adjustments weekly. I make a lot of adjustments, but I make them weekly. You know, it's, and it's a micro change every single time. If I'm making an adjustment at five to 15%, but your nutrition's off by 20% or more every time, 
how are we even lining up accurately on anything? Absolutely. Right? Something yeah. like the something like the, the the mistake that we have observed in this case can really throw an entire diet off. I mean, you can really put you off the rail. Yeah. So, you know, for me, this just confirms, you know, single ingredient foods make sense. I do like having options within those single ingredient foods, just because you're doing single ingredient food diet or a menu plan doesn't mean it needs to be just tilapia and asparagus. It could be, you know, there's, there's no difference from extra lean turkey to tilapia to extra lean tuna to whatever. They're all going to be very similar. Um, you can have a multiple foods, so you shouldn't kill yourself and just do, you know, tilapia and asparagus. There's a lot of options. I'm not saying don't just do single ingredient food, but I'm saying, um, you know, be smart. The multi-ingredient foods, they're not going to be the most accurate. It makes more sense profit-wise to lie on the food label. There's an incentive for the companies to lie on their label to sell more at lower calories than it is to be truthful and sell less. It's just, you know, so, um, you know, unfortunately that's, it looks like that's what we ran into and what the case is. Yes. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, with these companies that make these multi-ingredient foods, there is going to be, I do want to give them the, 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 the disclaimer, there is going to be variations per batch, um, based on how it's cooked, based on who's cooking it, based on the measurements. Um, and I did talk to the owner too, and they said, you know, based on foods that are available, uh, available at the time, there could be a shortage of something. They may need to change an ingredient out, whatever. Um, and not, not every time they can change the label on, on the foods for the ingredients that are changed and whatnot. But to me, I think that you can, if you really put the effort out, I think that you should, but you know, I do understand that they can run into some constraints there. So yeah, you know. but again, you know, I deal with batch effect in my daily life. You know, I've got a lab, so we deal with but they we deal with batch effect when it comes to data analysis, when it comes to, and this I have to say goes a little bit beyond a batch yeah. effect. This one is pretty crazy. Yeah, so let's let's go ahead and go into. So yeah, first um, time, so we so basically, uh, you know, should we say the name of the company? Yeah, I mean, it's, it is you what know, it is. You know. Yeah, it is Bum Body Bum Body Nutrition. Um, they, you know, I got I got enamored of this brownies and blondies. Uh, they taste amazing. They taste like a real brownie and blondie. And guess what? They are. They're, <laughs> you know, they're they're just brownies and blondies. They're not. You know, so I uh, I. You know, I sent them out to a legit a testing company where they do this for a living. They, you know, they have, I've got all the certifications and they tested the proteins, carbs, fats, and they also tested something that is called moisture and ash. This is to confirm that it's a legit analysis. So, no, I don't want to bore you, but moisture is the content in food that can have impact on factors such as the product taste, the texture, appearance. So you must also uh, quantify the moisture and is the is the number of water molecules that becomes incorporated into the food. And the same thing is the ash. The ash is the mineral and the inorganics left after the food sample has been heated to a very high temperature. Determining the ash is very important because it for nutritional evaluation. So we did um, have, have the moisture and ash analyzed. And uh, um, Adam, should I share my screen? What we yeah, got? yeah. Go ahead and, and share that screen. And if okay. you're uh, listening on, actually, we're just gonna have this on YouTube. I'm not gonna put it on. All podcast, right. But, yeah. So um, this is the brownie. So just because I didn't want, so um, I asked the company to uh, give me the nutritional values per serving size as it's indicated in their nutritional label. So they indicate nutritional value per 62 grams of the brownie, which is the serving size that the BAM body has down. And I sent them two big chunk of brownie that came from two different areas of the brownie from the opposite side of the brownie, because they might say, you know, all the chocolate went on the right and on the left, there was no chocolate. So I just sampled it randomly. I sent them two big chunks and this is what they disclaim 
into their website. They say that for 62 grams, they have you have 130 calories, of which three grams are fat, nine grams are carbs, and 17 grams are proteins. Now, drum roll. This is, I'm sorry, drum roll. This is what we got. Calories 252 compared to 130. So we are off 122 calories. Almost 100%. Yes. So carbs, we have 37.9 compared to nine. Four, almost okay. 400%. Correct. <laughs> That's crazy. Then we have got fat, 9.8 grams compared to three. 300%. And then the proteins... 3.1 grams compared to 17. Is that 500% so right around 500%? They disclaimed 17 grams, but the piece had three one point grams of proteins. Okay, this is to show you that this is a legit analysis. And the same thing we did for the blondies. Okay, so these are the blondies. Uh, and we got pretty much the same values, 242 grams per 62, 30, almost 40 grams of carbs per 62 per, per serving. The protein was even less, 2.8 grams of proteins and almost eight grams of fat. So now if you remember, we like, I'm going to stop sharing for now. If you remember, we discussed about the fact that the FDA allows a 20% variation, 20% margin for mistake. This goes a little bit beyond that. You understand yeah. that this was, and you know, we also tested another company, and that company was really spot on. Yeah, which, and I think I think we can give them some light too, because um, it was American Dream Nut Butter, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I, I don't think they're going to mind at all because they're they're getting yes. they're getting it's American good Dream reports. Nut Butter, which is another company that I love, and I say this is too good good too good to be true. But guess what? It is actually that good and that that. It is true. So um, let me go here and say, and then check what they disclaim. Okay. So yeah. I tested the cashew butter, my favorite, which is a Twix a treat. They disclaim 160 calories per serving, and the serving is two tablespoons, 28 grams, 10 grams of fat, 10 grams of carbs, and seven grams of proteins. And look at what we got. 156 calories, which is spot on. They disclaim 160 and we got 156. 10 grams of carbs, 10 grams of fat, 6 grams of proteins. So the proteins is literally 7 grams versus 6 grams, but you know it's way within the 20%. So this A tells us that the company that we use is a reliable company because we got this result is spot on. And second, that, you know, whatever is the batch effect, whatever is the sampling bias, you know, sampling bias is when uh, in a part of your food, there is more content of fat just because there's a random effect, you know, more butter gets in there. It's not the case because, you know, I send the company really big chunks of the products and the two different products. And, uh, uh, you know, the result was the result was the same, that deceiving. Yeah. And what's um, the, what I did too, on top of this was I had some, I still had some, um, some bam body brownies in my, my freezer. What's funny is they just sat after we got your test, they just sat there. We had like hundreds of dollars worth of, them. <laughs> they just sat there and, and Kimber's like, I'm just going to give them to someone because I'd rather just get a donut. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather just go to pink box and get a donut, you know, out here. 
And I'm like, honestly, it makes more sense to go get a pink box donut and drink a protein shake than it does to have one of those. Cause at least no, I mean, by any mean, if you want to have a brody, a brownie on a, a blondie that is just a regular brownie and blondie, I mean, they're amazing. They yeah, they're good. Amazing. Yeah, yeah ten, 10 out of 10 taste. What's really funny too is I eat these. Um, actually, I just had one right now. These uh protein, these protein brownies from uh, I guess they're called oh yeah, I know them. Eat me guilt free. Yeah, eat me guilt free. So I have these, right? And I'm eating them and I'm like, these are so much lighter and drier and they crumble. <laughs> like they're still good for what they are, but they're nowhere near. I'm like, man, I'll have these BAM bodies all day over these. And then you realize, oh, well, that's why, because they're a totally different. It's so far from that. It's such a far product from those. And those are pretty good. I, I'm cool with eating those as a as a substitute. But yeah, it's pretty much a legit brownie is pretty much. Yeah, and you know, I went to look at the ingredients that they disclaim and there is something that is called the rose acres. I Googled the rose acres because I honestly, I didn't know what the rose acres is. Yeah, and I all I found is that rose acres is a company that produces, um, you know, food or, and the first ingredient, assuming that rose acres is not an ingredient, it's instant egg white protein powder. Now, Please explain to me, Adam, that you're super smart. Explain to me <laughs> how something that has three grams of proteins per serving can have as a main ingredient a protein. Uh, I don't think unless the product weighed five grams, I don't think there's a way where that could actually right? happen. Yeah. Like how can the white <laughs> egg white protein powder be the first ingredient of something that has three grams of protein in 68, 62 grams? Like, yeah. It doesn't oh. make any sense. Yeah. Cause the, the egg white protein is pretty much going to be a pure gram for gram weight. Right. Uh, Cause it's pretty much a pure protein, no fat. So it should be, if it's the first ingredient, you know, have the majority of it, you're, you're talking at least their numbers that they're representing there out of those 62 grams total weight. So it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense how the protein would have that, you know, and, and as far as accuracy in Tesco, is there, is there just to give any, you know, reasonable doubt on it of the accuracy of the test is this the industry standard on tests is there better tests is this like the best you can get in terms of testing goes uh let me tell you i well i could have tested the kind of carbs you know like the dietary fibers the sugar but at the end of the day what we care about is the the total number of carbs total number of fat i did not test the saturated fat trans fat because at the end of the day we really wanted yeah. the what we care about is that uh, I went to one of the best companies out there. Let me tell you, it was pretty pricey and uh, it was pretty accurate. In fact, I say, you know, can we just test carbs, proteins, fat? No, no. They say we got to test ash, moisture to make sure it's fine. The product was shipped in a certain way to make sure it was not degraded with the temperature. You yeah. know, we, we Wild, have done yeah. this properly. And, yeah. you know. And obviously with, with what you do, this is, your, you know, an area of expertise for you too. So definitely very credible and, um, alarming, alarming at that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of disappointed people out there watching this right now <laughs> with their band bodies. I did reach out to the company. I think I shared a screenshot with you, right? I did reach yeah. out to the company to let them know that, you know, I highly recommend that you revise your nutritional values because according to my test, this is inaccurate. And they replied, um, you know, I'm not going to share the reply, but I did tell them beforehand that there was a big, a huge discrepancy. And they, you know, they, they heard me, but, you know, then, um, you know, nothing happened. Honestly, I think, Adam, we just, we're just showing the data. We're yeah. not pointing fingers, but I think this is something that people should be aware of. Yeah. And I think any, you know, I think that just happens with sometimes with companies as they start growing, maybe they have a manufacturer 
and the manufacturers making changes to make it more profitable. Who knows what, what, who knows what's really happening, but obviously what's on the label isn't what's in the actual food, you know? And if, as a, as a business owner myself, if one of my coaches or something is going way off of what my standards are, I want to know about it. Like, please tell me and complain to me. I'll make it right. Like the next day, I'll make it right immediately, you know, because I want to know and things do happen, you know, things will happen. Maybe, you know, one day I have a coach and I say, Hey, this is the maximum we'll do on, on cardio. This is the lowest we're going to go on calories. And then someone comes to me and like, Hey, uh, I worked with coach whoever, and they gave me five hours of cardio and 500 calories. Like, please tell me when I mess up, if something happened on my end, I will fix it. And I think that that's important as a business owner, you should want to know what your problems are. You shouldn't be like, Oh, well, you know, here's a cease and desist and you shouldn't talk about anything anymore. And, and there's a, there's a reason that it's wrong is this, like, you know, test your, test it yourself, fix the problem. And I think that that's the important thing. And hopefully that that's what happens this time. Yeah. And we like should you... also think about the fact that now we happen to test this company, but, and we, and, you know, we found this discrepancy, but can you imagine how many things we're eating that are out there that are off and we don't even know because, you know, nobody takes time, money and energy to go and test everything. This is why single ingredient food is really the best because we should assume that what we are eating is actually not always accurate as we think. Yeah. You know, when anytime money's involved, anytime money's involved, um, you know, greed gets the best of a lot of people. And I'm not saying that's what's happening exactly with Bambody. There could be just confusion at the at the uh, people who are making it or, you know, something just happened and whatever. Um, but that's just going to be a common thing. And, you know, trusting, trusting people who are directly incentivized by making calories lower for profit is not a good idea. <laughs> you know, so single, you know, you can't lie about a chicken breast. You can't lie about a tilapia. You know, if someone comes out and says my tilapia is lower calorie than his tilapia, you know, you could pretty much put off your BS alerts right away, you know, and that's just not going to happen. So, um, so yeah, I really do appreciate um, you, you know, doing this and doing these extra tests. I think that the impact of this, of you doing this is going to be tremendous and, and beneficial for a lot of people. I, even if it's just one girl out there who's been doing, eating these band body brownies and isn't losing weight and is wondering why, um, I think that it's, it's totally worth it. You know, I think it's totally worth it. And also that I think the impact of this, when you have other companies doing this and they're like, Oh, I'm just going to keep nudging my label. I'm going to keep nudging my label. And now it's this impossibly good tasting food for these impossible macronutrients. Yeah, be aware of it. We're, we're on top of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going to get like a, you're going to get a, a nickname. I'm going to come up with a nickname from you. <laughs> so the, the, uh, the testing, the testing terminator, that's what it's going to be. The, the testing terminator, Francesca. So <laughs> she is, she is on. You know, Adam, I think if, you know, if we get a good feedback from your people, from your audience, we, why, well, you know, we can test, like I can send more stuff for testing. I mean, I don't mind. We can do that. Yeah. And maybe in the guys in the comment section below, what do you want to get tested? What I would love, honestly. Don't go too crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just put it in the, we'll, we'll maybe do one or something. But what I want to, what I would love to see is more companies like American Dream Nut Butter, where it seems too good to be true. And it actually is true. Like that's, yeah. What, a, what a feather kudos in their hat. Really you know? kudos to them. They were spot on. And, yeah. you know, it's even harder for a nut butter to be spot on because in terms of sampling, I don't know if you've ever tasted this butter where you have to mix the stuff from the bottom yeah. to the top. So if there was a, a chance that there is a sampling bias there just by mixing, that was a nut butter. But yeah. they're really spot on. So if there was a mistake, I would have I would have expected a mistake more in a nut butter than a brown that you just cut a piece and you send it for sampling. But no, yeah. spot especially because they have so much stuff in there in their yeah. product. 
And what's, you know, what's cool. I was, what's funny when you talked about American dream nut butter the first time, I was like, Oh no, not American dream. Because I was worried because the, the, the owner's so nice when he was first starting his company years ago, he sent me this huge box of American dream nut butters, like this huge box. I don't eat that much nut butter, you know, but I mean, he sent me, I don't know, 18 jars of it or whatever. Like he sent me so many and, um, you know, he's just trying to promote his company and he's a small business owner. He's trying to get, get going. And um, I was like, this guy is so nice. I hope his stuff is accurate because I don't want to like say it's not if it is, but I haven't talked to him in years. Uh, so there's no incentive on our end or anything like that. I haven't talked to him in years, um, but it was just like, it's cool to see that, Hey, you know what? He started small. He, he sent out products to people that were in the, in the industry. Um, you know, he did his thing, but he did it right. You know, he didn't lie and say, Hey, my nut butter has no fat in, you know, 30 calories. Eventually like it always right. pays off. You know, if you do things uh, because you are really believing what you're doing and you're really um, invested into this sport nutrition thing, it always pays off eventually, even if it's a hard start. Yeah, for sure. So it's cool to see. So I guess with that, is that going to be the end of this? Is there anything else we want to discuss here? I think we covered quite a lot. Yeah, um, I think so but your, if your fans are going to send, they want to ask questions, I'll be happy to answer to the question. I'm going to go down on your YouTube channel and read and try to answer as many questions as possible. And, uh, you know, it has been a real pleasure to work with you on that. I really, you know, I'm really big fan of you. I'm uh, a big fan of you, at- Francesca. I'm a fan <laughs> of you. You know, I'm learning from you. And that's, that's, these days it's hard for me to do that. And I'm like really interested in picking your brain and learning more about Wait, that's my and... job. Thank God. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I can teach Safi. That's my job. That's all I do. I work with data every day, but uh, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm a big fan of you or everything that you built. So kudos to you and to this, uh, you know, it has been great. I'm, I'm glad that the, if we can help, if we can help people out there, I'm glad, I'm glad we did this. Well, no, it's been been definitely an honor. If you're ever in Vegas, uh, I rarely I rarely take people through workouts anymore. But if you're in Vegas, I owe you one. I owe you a training session. Okay, so take I'm me just, on it. I'm just going to be happy with a Pisco Sour, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And, <laughs> thank you, uh, Adam. Sure everyone appreciates you. Thank you so much. Thank Bye. you, Adam. Bye. Thanks. Yeah. We did. Uh,